Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. And I'll tell you what, it's been a strange old year, hasn't it, 2020? I'm hoping everybody's giving up for a good one in 2021. But I also know, and I know I'm guilty of sin as this one, we make these resolutions. We'll be, it'll be the year I get fit and healthy and everything will be fine. And they quite often fizzle out. Well, to tell us about that and how we can build on fitness goals in maybe a more healthier way, I'm delighted to be joined again by Stuart Clark from B Military Fit here in St. Albans. Stuart, good evening. How are you? Evening, Tony. How are you? And evening to all of your listeners as well. Hey, doing very well again. I know it's a strange time. I truly do. Count him a little blessing, Stuart, and appreciating those little things. So all good. Um, Stuart, first of all, last time we spoke, what a weird old year 2020 has been. And it doesn't show any signs of magically getting better on the uh, turn of the new year, but we'll hope for better. Um, you were telling me about the amazing efforts uh, all there at Speed Military Fit have done to pivot, kind of going online, and obviously things then got back to quote-unquote normal, and then they shifted again. So just talk to me briefly before we build on things about some of the challenges 2020 has uh, thrown up for you and Be Military Fit, but I guess everybody in the fitness, health, and you know, uh, retail sector generally. Sure. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I'd probably answer that in reverse. I mean, St Albans is, is a, you know, quite a diverse um, you know, cathedral city. If, if you look around St Albans, there's plenty of gyms, fitness operators, health operators, all the way through to, from, say, for example, Nordic walking in yeah. Verulam Park, all the way up to gyms and private gyms. So, you know, St Albans is a real good example of what I'm, what I'm about to express, really. You know, and it's the, the leisure industry, probably not as bad as, say, for example, the, you know, catering and hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. But leisure industry has been hit pretty badly. Um, you know, and if you look back to when everything first went into proper lockdown for the, you know, was that April time, maybe I don't yeah. know, it feels a long time ago now, but April time, um, you know, there was a lot of data around how gyms are the safest places to be. And I think that data can be misinterpreted because generally you have healthier, fitter people in those environments anyway. Um, and we, we've learned obviously that the, the, you know, that COVID doesn't affect those individuals as greatly as mm-hmm. it affects more sedate or sedentary people so the industry itself probably if i'm honest with you it's going to suffer its its biggest challenge as of now because we are, you know i know it's it's sacrilege to mention dates and times on podcasts but um you know we are sitting on the eve of having just had the announcement that we're moving into january with a, another tier four lockdown many people are joining our area in tier four and for the fitness industry not being able to you know move into a period of offering members a chance to come back or start Mm -hmm. again in January is really difficult and you know I I had a conversation with somebody today and their argument was well everybody's in the same boat Stuart so surely when you are allowed to reopen everybody will be in that position and to a degree that's to to a degree yes that is true but my counter argument to that and it, it is one of of a a commercial argument really is the new year period for the fitness industry is a real opportunity for people to grab any changes they want to make by the horns and uh, and take that positive step into making making that change and that is one of you know that is one of habit for us we we do it every year don't we we all say we're going to do better whatever that is and i've already set my resolutions i've taken a different approach this year to setting resolutions Mm -hmm. um but I think for the fitness industry, it's going to be a really, really tough year without that January surge of members. And then, 
you know, the, the greatest fitness brands, um, again, not to sound too commercial, commercial, are the brands that not only can bring people, the general public into their facility or business, but they're the ones that also can provide that heightened level of service and take yes. people on a journey. And, and you know, we, we spoke so many times, but most importantly, integrate those people into a community so that people feel a sense of belonging and you know i think we, we talk we'll talk a little bit about new year's resolutions and stuff like that and how to keep them as we as we move into the podcast but for the industry it's this this is a real devastating blow for us um but i will just back that up and caveat that by saying there are plenty of other people out there in far worse positions. Um, I was just explaining to you before we started that my family's actually suffered with um, effectively testing positive for COVID mm. and we've all been isolating over Christmas. Probably the best time to have suffered with it if there is such a thing. Um, but having now had those symptoms and seen other members of my family struggle, I I really do feel for anybody out there that say yeah. not that doesn't have that that fitness that I, I am fortunate to have because I work in the industry and is suffering with greater um, with, with greater issues and respiratory issues because it is a really, really nasty disease. And for the industry to have the rug pulled out now, rightly so probably, because if mm. you look at the mm. R rate, and we, we won't get too technical with all that because it, I'm not really into the politics of it, but if you look at the data, I think drastic action has had to be taken and having having groups of people congregating in spaces where the risk is heightened even if yeah. even if there's an element of control such as a gym or a fitness class indoors or outdoors by the way um that heightened risk leads to you know greater risks for the population so on one hand i, I totally understand it on the other hand of course we're all trying to make our way in life and it's uh, it's an inconvenience but we're all still here and doing our thing aren't we so so again, I think you've really brilliantly and from personal experience explains uh, where we all are at and respectful of the situation. But again, as you touched upon, it is a crucial time of year, isn't it, for the fitness industry? But I think many of times that's almost a boom and bust because so many people make these resolutions. Like I say, this is going to be the year of fitness. This is going to be the year where I turn things around. And they have a tendency, don't they, of fizzling out after about three weeks. What I've always appreciated, Stuart, about talking to you about being military fit is that sense of community, uh, of, of togetherness, of uh, kind of bringing everybody, depending on whatever your in initial level is, up and towards those goals you know, as a collective unit, which I think is fantastic. Talk to me though about this though, the difference between a culture of health and well-being, which Be Military Fit e emphasizes versus these kind of fad resolutions. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a really detailed question, Tony, to be honest, because, you know, setting yourself a goal or a resolution, whatever you want to name it, it is, it's such a personal thing. And mm -hmm. when it, when you know from a, a cultural point of view we are creatures of habit so every year we set ourselves new resolute uh, new resolutions give up coffee don't swear as much go to the gym whatever it might be and a lot of the time what what i see with people is they they set the resolution with the best intentions but what they don't do then is follow a process i'm not just talking about the end process of yeah. achieving that result but i'm talking about everything that comes within the the middle of that and 
you've identified the issue let's let's for example let's use giving up caffeine because that's one that i've tried i mean i, I drink probably 15 cups of coffee a day i'm terrible for it but giving up caffeine simply saying i'm going to give up caffeine this year and on the 1st of january that's it you're no longer you might manage a couple of days but both mentally and physically the the habitual nature of yeah. the kettle on requiring caffeine because of the chemical element of it you know you're setting yourself up for failure so to a degree the important part of setting a resolution is actually what you do within the first three weeks to, to without going too to psychological because I'm, I'm not a psychologist but how do you surround yourself with a support network both personally and extrinsically mm -hmm. i.e other people within your network to actually get to the end goal of giving up caffeine or let's flip it around to being more healthy and the first step for me i've encouraged all of my members this year uh, we've all done it you say right i'm going to go to the gym more this year i'm going to get fit i'm going to be healthy and and that's it and then you you pay your gym membership we you know or, or whatever it might be we can't sign you up quick enough because we want everyone to come along and join in but what we don't do as a business it, there's two sides what we don't do as a business is give you the tools mm -hmm. to succeed or perhaps what you don't do as an individual is look at what tools you need to succeed so the first thing I've, I've encouraged people to do, because we are in the, the world of modern day social media, yep. is to effectively video themselves or film a diary piece or a voice piece telling themselves what is, what is your resolution. My resolution is to be fit, to get, and then I've asked each person to take that resolution and break it down into three bite-sized chunks of what that resolution actually entails. For example, if I'm gonna give up coffee, part of my resolution is probably physically not visiting the kettle as much. So trying to yep. put something in place that helps me to break down the physical aspect. Secondly, I, I rely on caffeine because I go to bed late at night. I don't really need caffeine, but I go to bed late at night and I'm always up by 5am because we've got kids. So actually part of the solution is maybe I need to go to bed a bit early in that, in that dead hour where I'm doing absolutely nothing other than sitting on my backside, mm. maybe flicking through the laptop. So that, that's an example of small things that actually have an effect on other parts of your life, but directly impact on that resolution or on your ambition. So I'd massively encourage people to, if they're brave enough, because you do have to have a, a bit of bravery about you is to, to film yourself or video yourself or get somebody else to help you with it. If you're not into your smart tech and, and make that promise to yourself, that you can use and it's one of the great i'm not a massive social media fan but i think posting something on social media or sending that video to loved ones family friends saying to them this is what i'm going to achieve this year can you help me achieve this nice and you got to reach out to the right people and and it's going to lead me on to talking about community tony because we always do because that's what I, that's what i'm all about yeah. and, and you're you're not just making that promise to yourself but i think we're afraid to ask for help in in trying to make a, a, take a resolution and turn it into a success story we're afraid we, we believe in britain that we have to achieve that on our own steam and we can't possibly bring anybody else into that to get us to the end of that journey and other cultures are a lot better at that you know so what that, they're the things that i would encourage people to do document what it is you want to achieve think about breaking that thing down into three different elements and just just take five minutes to think about the barriers of achieving yes. those three different elements and then finally reach out to your own community whether it's a friend a family member anybody your social media network and say this is what i want to achieve excuse me can you help me achieve that goal and see what comes back because so far 
we have had an absolutely amazing response from members that have tried this and they are incredibly su surprised. It's amazing how when an individual asks for positivity from somebody else, it's amazing how people actually respond with positivity. Isn't it? If you just put a blank, a blank page out there, we all know what social media can be like nowadays. Yeah. You know, you put a blank page out there and you're kind of inviting negativity really. But if you say specifically, I want to make a change to my life, I want to do this. Do, how can you help me do that? I think people will be blown away if you reach out to the right network. That is important. Do you know what? I think people will be blown can't away. can't hurt, can it? It's nothing else. And what I really love about that is that, again, you've converted this um, phenomenon here, which is every single year, this, this aspirational kind of momentum that hits us all like a wave. And then generally, I've noticed it fizzles out after about three weeks. So you've instantly broken that down into take that goal, uh, resolution, whatever it might be, and then think about it. Think about it carefully. What are the actual action steps that you can make to work towards that? Again, greatly illustrated with your kettle. Then reach out to a community and all of a sudden you're not alone. So I just think that suggestion, and I'm sure it's been embraced by all at BMF, is wonderful. I'd encourage everybody to at least give that a whirl. It can't hurt. But again, that key word, that core word keeps coming up, Stuart, and I truly understand how important it is. Um, that element there and that social media connectivity, that community aspect. Talk to me once again about the important community ethos that runs through all that BMF does. I mean, I, I, I tell you what I'll do, I'll take one step back and then two steps forward on that question. The, the community aspect, I, I'm going to be, I actually wrote a newsletter to all of my members, about 500 members. And I tried to, I wrote it over a couple of days, tried to be as honest as I possibly could. Yep. I, I think, I, I think we all understand what the word community means. We can all sit down and write five, five different buzzwords that actually embody the word community. But I've never really understood what it meant kind of emotionally without sounding too life coachy about it and until this year until this year when we took a group of fitness outdoor fitness fanatics of all ages by the way from 17 years old in St Albans all the way up to 79 years old all out there together and not not one single one of them cancelled their membership during a period of time that we couldn't go and exercise mm. and it got me thinking it, it really did because all of a sudden I started to think to myself, well, it isn't just about the money they pay. It's about, it's about us providing a service. People seeing that we're working hard to provide a service. But more importantly, it's about, it's about why people come together in the first place. And to, to summarise the, the whole community thing with what we do with BMF, you've got a group of people that in many respects, on many levels, have absolutely nothing in common whatsoever. They could sit in a coffee shop having never met before and their eyes wouldn't even meet at a glance because they've got nothing in common. There's different age groups, you know, different backgrounds, different careers, and there's no reason for these people, but they come together and they merge over what we do specifically is overcoming the, the odds of the weather, the mm -hmm. mud, the, the different times of year, the searing heat in the summer. And, and of course, overcoming fitness objectives within each session over periods of time. And, that is a powerful enough that is powerful enough for those individuals to form a like-minded community where they can glance across the table in the cafe whether 
one individual is a 35 year old super keen athlete super fit or the other individual is a 78 year old that comes along to bmf because it's just a part of their life and they they love getting out there and integrating with other people and there's that little raise of the eyebrow because they both know that they've they've achieved the same level of growth that sounds really life coachy but the same level of growth they've overcome the same obstacles they've trodden on the same patch of mud they've battled through the car park mm-hmm. when the football's on on a Saturday morning and they, they've overcome all of those hurdles together and you know what they come together they achieve that and then they go back to their own lives but they're drawn back together because of what they've overcome in the previous session now I always say this I think new members join with us for the fitness and for the health but they stay because of the communal feeling that they get and we've got uh, again, this will sound overly commercial, but we've got an, what I would call an ambassador role within our parks. It, it's almost like an, an unspoken thing now, but we've got members at Watford, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and St. Albans, who they can spot a new member a mile off, almost smell them. And I, I, don't, I don't do any sales or any... I'm, in fact, I'm a terrible salesman. Um, but what they do is they, they put their arm around them, figuratively speaking. They say, come into our circle, exercise with me. I will get you through your first session. Obviously, yeah. the instructor is you know is a, a surrounded by an understanding of how to train that person how to look after mm-hmm. them but it's the members that really adopt this kind of persona of looking after them and the, i think the interesting thing is there's so much bad stuff going on in the world but this year there's always a silver lining i think we've seen so much good in the greater community yeah and people have had a chance to show that um whereas perhaps in everyday life people wouldn't have had a chance to have shown that and it it takes you back to the on the individual level of reaching out to other people to help you achieve and there's no shame in that so the first thing i'm trying to explain to people is don't be afraid to put yourself out there and bear all and say i need help achieving this and the good thing about our members and i do i truly believe it no matter where they're from where they're going they, they will stand there with open arms and say come into our community now don't get me wrong they quite quickly you know because we're a military based yes. training uh, training system we have we have a certain standard that we like not just our instructors and our company but our members to adhere mm-hmm. to timekeeping respecting other park users if a dog happens to run through our pathway while we're working out it's not a problem because we all we all share the park and you know we build a robustness around that we, we've had you know we've all sorts going in parts it's the great outdoors time mm-hmm. but that that brings people even closer together because it gives you something to talk about laugh about share an experience and it's all because people are willing to reach out to other people and say i need you to help get get me through this and it it also applies to the fittest of individuals as well those people at the front of the pack who they maybe they don't need pushing as much or so it seems, but actually for them, being at the front of the pack or aspiring to be at the front of the pack as uh, the fittest or you know whatever you want to call it, is that is their motivation. The rest of the community are driving them in their pursuit of their goal, which is being fitter, faster and stronger. Whilst those that are perhaps less fit or less able for, for many different reasons, they're being dragged into the fitness community by those people at the front and it's kind of like that ever revolving door you know and everybody's a part of that chain and that sounds incredibly commercial but i think if people stop and think about it they'll think you know what that that makes sense there's everybody is a part of that community playing their role to support even the person furthest away from them whether it's fitness or career whatever it might be 
everybody has a part to play within that community. I'm sure you've experienced it, but one thing that's becoming increasingly clear to me is that positivity breeds positivity, doesn't it? You get that habit of gaining something that you thought you might never do. And again, that's going to range from individual to individual. It could be somebody setting a record. It could be somebody just getting out for the very first time, whatever, you know, the big spectrum in between. But then you feel as though you can do that. And then you feel as though, well, I can do beyond that. And we've almost, and I'm sure you've experienced that. I'd love your sort of uh, anecdotal uh, understanding here. Because then you kind of almost create the reverse of this um, resolution, which fizzles out almost because at the very first moment of difficulty, you quit. Because you don't have that twofold uh, culture of success on an individual level and that community base of support. So yeah, I guess just the culture of mini wins adding up over time is something I'd also be keen to learn about what you've seen from your time at Be Military Fit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I mean, as well as community, I think uh, I didn't, I didn't want to come on and talk about negativity, but, but it is yeah. a part of failure, isn't it? It is a part of why we give up as human beings uh, sometimes and why other people succeed. And, Believe me, it isn't just that. I think people think with fitness, it's just about physical ability. It's about, well, you're obviously a gifted athlete or there was always an athlete in there. And it isn't anything to do with that, really. The, the people I enjoy working with the most are, are the people, we actually call them blue bibs and red bibs. So they yeah. are kind of, think of it as an entry level of um, a participant and a mid-level of participant. Now, I love our green bibs. They're super fit, super athletic. They're resilient. They can take a fresh in. But actually, the people with the most to gain and the biggest journey to travel, without sounding too X Factor, is, <laughs> is the blue and the red bibs. They're, they're yeah. the people that you can really not only take on a journey, but go on a journey with, more importantly. I, I didn't come into this. I, I came into this industry out of banking. And um, I didn't come into this industry to simply sit back and tell someone how to travel down, how to travel down a road and when to turn left and right. I came in the, into the industry because I wanted to feel as though I could be on that journey with, with people. And sometimes you do have to accept that on the 1st of January, somebody will look you square in the eyes and tell you everything you want to hear about success and making it to the next step. And you do have to accept that some people aren't willing to take that step, really. But actually, coming back to your question, there's also a huge element of an education in terms of understanding what exercise is right for each individual. And I'll give you an example. Traditionally, as a conglomerate in the UK, the publics on the, on the 1st of January, they wake up and they say, I'm going to join a gym. And there's many different things you can do in a gym. You can run on the treadmill, you can lift weights, you can join an exercise class, maybe go for a swim. Now, the problem with, I actually wrote some of these down. It's a bit cruel. This is by no means me having a stab. I'm, I'm going to no, have a little sure pop. Thing. I'm going to have a little, going to have a little go at our own, our own sort of um, dynamic in a minute. But I'll just sum this up. If you're, if you're a normal person, like, like me and the rest of, the rest of our listeners, and I use the, the term normal sensibly, you know, without offending anybody. If you're a normal person, you wake up on the 1st of January, I want to get fit. I want to lose weight, feel healthier, be more resilient and resistant to a better immune system. You go to the gym, you join the gym. There's hardly any sales process because they've got you. They know you want to yeah. join. And you sign up on a three-month contract or whatever it might be. And then your first day into the gym, you walk through those doors. And how many people are in that gym? Two, let's say 200 in a big gym. 200 people all working out, looking professional. Four members of staff. Now, the ratio of staff to 
level in the gym isn't great in terms of if you're somebody that needs education of exercise, mm-hmm. needs needs motivation, needs pushing, needs an exercise program, you, you probably will go back to that kind of resolution setting stage. You're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. So if you're someone that understands exercise and maybe you've just lost your way a little bit, maybe the gym is the right place for you because you know how to program and you know how to work out. Now, the next level from that is I'm going to go and do an exercise class. Brilliant. Excellent step. So you look at an exercise class program and off the back of that, your thought is oh my word there's 50 different classes to choose from and there's 15 different varieties of class what one do i choose for me and if you get that wrong in the very first instance you're probably going to have a pretty negative experience Mm -hmm. and there's every possibility that your fitness journey ends at that point because you've had a negative experience i was embarrassed and there was there was a couple of favorites at the front of the class or the instructor was too shouty so again what, what i think the industry needs to do better is to help people understand what what level of exercise fits in for them. And I'm not talking about the type of exercise on an academic level. I'm actually talking about personality profiling. So I say to Tony, Tony, do you enjoy being in crowds or do you enjoy working one-to-one? And Tony says, well, I don't mind working out in a group of people. Okay, Tony, that's great. I want you to be as honest as possible. Do you get do you, do you ever feel embarrassed in a group of people? You know, do you, do you feel like everybody's looking at you in terms of your exercise? And quite often, not, not just, it's, it's not a male or female dominant yep. question. It's, it's fairly well split. Um, you know, and a lot of time people say, well, I, I do feel a bit embarrassed because I'm at the start of my journey and I've, I've eaten quite a lot over Christmas, you know, all, all those other things that we all think. And actually, I would argue, right, well, if you go and stand in a brightly lit studio exercise class with 20 other people, chances are you're going to feel a bit self-conscious. So maybe the place for you is an outdoor boot camp where you don't have time to think about people watching you. And there's no dog walkers standing, watching and admiring your squats and where you're starting mm-hmm. from. So I think it's about understanding what, an indi- what suits an individual. And you know, it isn't age related either. You know, I talk to plenty of 40, 50, 60 year olds and they say, it's true. I'm, I'm confident. I've just lost my way over the last year. Brilliant. Let's get you straight back into exercise, plop you in with somebody that can help you and take, help you take control of your first session, positive experience. And then the most important question for me, and my members do this for us actually, is they will say to a new member, when are you coming back? It's that commitment factor again. When will you be back? Make a commitment to me. And it works, uh, again, commercially speaking, it's even more powerful when a member of that community says to you, I really enjoyed working out next to you. When are you coming back? By the way, I'm going to be here Wednesday at 6 p.m. Why don't you come back then? I'd love to see you. And whilst it doesn't quite go like that with that conversation flow, of course, um, that sentiment and that power of instant acceptance into that community all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't quite work like this, but all of a sudden, any of those negative thoughts around body image, mm-hmm. um, frustration, embarrassment are lost because you're a part of that group. You're accepted. And I do think that you know, exercise classes, gyms, even what we do can be intimidating places mm-hmm. where we're seen as quite tough, rugged, outdoor types. But, but whilst that is true, I would also argue that every single individual that stands in front of us on a Saturday morning in the pouring rain, in the mud, has, has gone, through a, gone through a right almost to earn, uh, earn the respect of themselves, to be Absolutely. there. And, you know, they, they woke up at 5am, they knew it was hammering down with rain. 
cane, but they still got there for 9am, ready for 9.30, out of the car, put their coloured bib on and they're ready to exercise. And, uh, and that's where the, the mindset and kind of the, this frame of mind of, I can't give up because people will know that I am not there. And, and that, that's kind of the end goal, really. That's where you want to, yeah. you're, you're looking to get to. But, but having a community around you that accepts you for who you are, doesn't push you beyond what you want to be pushed, but equally drags you along, kicking and screaming, so to speak. That's where the power of that network can make or break somebody's fitness journey. And I just think, as I say, that there is so much power in this support base and people working towards unique individual goals as a collective and there's various different tiers still i just love your model there and i'm sure many people listening will be fascinated to learn more i know a lot of people at this time of year are intrigued and setting these resolutions look i'm no saint i'm no paragon of virtue i'm here to have a go at you (laughs) listening but i know in the past you've made resolutions and i know they've fizzled out after less than three weeks so come on let's make this the year of community-based success-driven goals as opposed to resolutions to find out more Stuart where can we learn more about be military fit so nice and simple if you log on to the internet and search for us at www.bemilitaryfit.com all one word there's a nice little search bar you type in your local address um, and away you go so we're uh, we're in St Albans we train out of Verulam Park as well as other places in Hertfordshire and we also have an indoor facility in Hertfordshire now um, well, I'm not looking to promote we can't even open that yet Tony to be honest with you but the aim is to give people an outlet to train based on what they what they prefer if they want to be outdoors we are outdoors if they want to be indoors and lift some weights we're indoors lifting weights or stretching or whatever it is people want to do my my big passion is supporting people through their journey not just signing them up because any any fool can sign somebody up it's the delivery that people respect you for and the additional you know all of the commercially speaking all of the retention tools that Mm -hmm. we use to get people to their goal whether that is i just want to be healthier or i need to lose five stone by the end of the year you know we'll be honest with you like most fitness brands will i hope nowadays be honest direct but we will support you and so will the rest of our membership group absolutely brilliant listen once again hit us up with that uh, website please www.bemilitaryfit.com Perfect. Stuart, look, I know you and family are a little bit under the weather at the moment. I'm wishing you well. I'm very grateful for your time. It's always compelling to learn more about Be Military Fit and your fascinating insights into the challenges of the industry at this time. Uh, do keep well. Have yourself a great end to this year. I look forward to speaking again in 2021 and uh, wishing you and Be Military Fit all the very best. Thanks again.